Hello, friends. How are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, lovely, gentle day while the sun is absolutely splitting the rocks. It's absolutely lovely. Out. Nice little week before uh, everyone goes back to school and whatnot. Um, I just I'm putting out this podcast late this week. You know <laughs> what motivated me to do it was I heard someone say procrastination is just a fancy word for lazy. <laughs> so yeah, highly offended. I said, Roy, I'm gonna get this podcast done one one a week, my one a week aim, and then. Yeah, I've no, I've no topic and uh, I've no kind of theme for the podcast today. And like, I like to I like to try to do them in a state of flow. And um, I suppose today to try and talk about like self-worth and self-value and, you know, wh- what is that? You know, what what is self-worth, you know? And I suppose I spent most of my life thinking self-worth was an external thing. You know, I can find that sense of worthiness on something on the outside of me. You know, if we get that coat or if we get that jacket or if we get that fast car, I'll, I'll be light and then in turn, I might like myself, you know? And I, I even remember when I was a kid, you know, and when all the football stickers were the, were the big rage, you know? And I remember one day getting really upset, you know, because we had a really, <laughs> really shitty sticker book collection compared to compared to the, the rest of the lads, you know. And because I had this core belief, you know, if we had really good football stickers, you know, I'd, I'd be worthy and I'd be light and everyone in my class would think I'm cool, you know. And um, I remember on the way in going into, into school and just getting so upset because I'd really really shitty football stickers you know and you know and and even like as adults how we can do that you know we can put our sense of worth and um value into this external object that means absolutely nothing you know and uh, you know and, and i grew up with that mindset that we can find something on the outside of me to I suppose regulate my feelings or make me feel a bit worthy or make me feel good enough you know and it's mad when you actually look at the bigger picture how like the economy strives off that narrative that this thing on the outside of you will fix you like you know and like if you look at the, the motto for l'oreal it's because you're worth it you know if if you buy this product you'll be worth it because you're not worth it now. And, you know, imagine you're feeling low one day and you go outside and you see this ad on the side of a bus and you see this handsome man or handsome woman and, you know, beautiful skin and white teeth and a great figure and all this stuff. And you, you the narrative of that is, is telling me, yeah, if I, if I somehow look like that, I get that product that I'd sell and then I might look like that, you know, and I might feel like that and I might feel happy like you know and we can we can start this whole endeavor for the shiny thing in the distance if only i get that body if i get that bank account if i get that job if i get that relationship if i get that marathon you know if i get that many likes if i travel over there do the geographical you know 
happiness is always conditioned you know happiness is never where i am it's always over there and it's that old saying if happiness is always over there it'll never be where you are you know and i learned that i suppose i learned that the hard way you know my whole life trying to find happiness around the corner the next thing or the next day and you know i was sacrificing today on the belief that i'd be happier tomorrow you know, if I get that thing, I'm constantly putting a condition on my happiness. But what I realized today is that self-worth doesn't need to be found, you know, it doesn't need to be discovered, you know. It needs to be realized that it's there the whole time, that your default is worthy, that your default is good enough, you know. And I remember hearing a guy say, you know, his, his mantra, anytime he's feeling low or feeling high or he doesn't feel good enough or he's feeling sad, you know, his mantra is, I am good enough regardless, you know. And to realise that our sense of being good enough or being worthy is not an external thing. It's, it's a realisation to realise that we're, we've been good enough our whole, <laughs> the whole time, you know. And, and what I mean by self-worth, is a realization, is that happiness, fulfillment, contentment, it's an inside job, you know, it's an inside job. Like for me, going to feel really low, so I'm gonna buy this jacket, yeah, I'll get a quick eye, quick fix gratification, but then I'll be back down to feeling the same problem again, <laughs> you know? It's like saying, you have a car, you have a car and there's smoke coming out of the bonnet, and go, oh, Jesus, I better go get a car wash, you know, you have a leak in the roof, I better put a lick of paint over it, you know? And not realizing that these external things, they're lovely, they're shiny, but they won't fix the problem, you know. And when we can realize that where our sense of self-worth isn't the amount of money that we have or the amount of possessions that we have, you know, that it's not an, an external thing, you know, basing our self-worth on external factors, jobs, possessions, validation, whatever it may be, and just realizing that we're good enough exactly as we are. And, and it's mad. There's so many like narratives out there that like, <laughs> even in films, like look at the Lion King, right? When Simba runs away because uh, he doesn't think he's brave enough, so he runs away and he meets Timon and Pumbaa, and uh, you know, then then the the monkey dude comes along. I can't remember his name, and he's like, you know, I'm not brave enough. I'm not as brave as my dad, like you know. And uh, he ends up looking in the pond and seeing himself. So he's thinking he's seeing his dad, Mustafa. And uh, only to realize it's him, you know, that he had the courage and the strength the whole time. And he runs back and uh, he saves the day, <laughs> you know. And then Harry Potter does a similar, exact same, similar story, you know, where Harry Potter, um, you know, he's waiting for his dad to come along and save him, you know. But uh, he goes back in time and he realizes his dad's not coming, you know, it's, it's him, that's him that has the power to save himself, you know. And he goes and does it, you know, and he has the power in there the whole time, like, you know, and uh, and the next, the Austin Powers, he gets his mojo robbed, he gets his mojo robbed, and he, you know, and and then in the end of the film, he's, he's after his mojo, and he realizes he has it the whole time, he has his swagger the whole time, and just uh, some Kung Fu Panda, he's trying to go out to this magic box, uh, where it has the, and the, and the wisdom in it was that, man, you, you, you bought everything, you've all the tools, You've all the wisdom, you've all the strength and all the power right there at your disposal. And it's just about realizing, you know, and for me, that was my realization about finding self-worth.
that self worth is an external thing, and you know, I just really low base opinion of myself as a kid, you know, because I never took the academia, I never took the school, I was too busy looking out the window, you know, <laughs> and uh, I remember my mom like didn't understand well, how come we couldn't focus, how come I was always getting in trouble and all, and uh, she brought me around to these all these different psychologists as a kid, and I remember doing diagnose it. ADHD and OCD and BBC and TV3, you know, all these labels just put on me, you know, and uh, so I always felt this sense of being different, you know, but it was, I just couldn't get, I, so I always felt because oh, I'm stupid because I don't, I can't listen in class and I don't do well in exams, you know, but, you know, Albert Einstein has this great quote, you know, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. You know, that's the madness that we all have these, you know, we all have different strengths. You know, we all have different specialities, you know, that everyone, everyone has their own speciality. And like, if you look at a tribe, you go back a hundred thousand years and you look at a tribe, you know, there's a healer, there's a communicator, there's a doctor, there's a, a leader, there's a chef, there's a teacher, there's a, you know, everyone has a different, you know, role in the tribe. So rather than, you know, focusing on what that guy has, we're not realizing what we have, you know, everyone that has different strengths. We wouldn't like be looking at you saying Bolt or Messi going, oh, I'll never ever be as good as them, you know what I mean? But maybe not everyone, but if you find your own little, your own little niche, you know, your own little spe speciality, whatever that is, and, uh, you know, whatever your creative outlet is, and it could be, it could be anything at all, you know, whatever makes you happy and uh, brings you into that flow state, you know, and that's what I find, that if we can find something that brings me into that flow state, it could, it could be running, it could be swimming, it could be creativity, it could be even podcasting, you know, just something that brings you into the here and now, where there's no thinking mind involved. It's just you and the mind. And how you know you're in a flow state is that time flies. You know, time doesn't exist. You're just there. You're not looking at the clock like you would when you're in work or you're in school and you're looking at the clock and it's going backwards, you know, where you just forget about time and you're just so intensely present. If you're in a game of football or game of tennis or whatever, you know, or swimming or whatever whatever gets into that reading whatever gets into that flow state where time doesn't exist you know find what does that for you you know and that's and that for me that's how we found the that's how we, i started stopped worrying about trying to find external things to make me happy and realize that my worth and my sense of value is is there the whole time and it's it's and not to put a condition on it to say that oh, i'll be happy if I'll be happy when, I'll be happy if this thing happens the way I want it to happen, you know, this person, place, thing, situation or circumstance, if they're only doing what I wanted it to do, then I'll be happy. You know, how unreasonable is that for myself to put that condition on my happiness? If only all these ducks are in a row, then I can be happy, you know, and we're setting ourselves up for failure because, you know, not like, the way life is, you know, it's, you know, it's about, I suppose use an analogy for the sea, you know, it's not about uh, dodging the waves, it's about learning how to surf, you know, and to try and um, you go with the motion of life, go with the, the, just the flow of life, you know, because um, it can be so difficult putting the conditions on our happiness, you know, because then like, yeah, we feel great today, got a million likes, 
but tomorrow I only got three, so I'm not happy anymore. Or I got all these nice clothes, but tomorrow um, I can't afford any clothes. Or, you know, so we're putting, like, imagine there's a little village and they have a well beside the village to get the water supply from, you know? And imagine one day that water supply, uh, you know, got, dries up and they've no water, you know? Whereas the next village have a river, they have a couple of wells, they have a few different sources for the happiness, like, you know? And so that when one dries up, they have another. And I think that's like what can happen when we're trying to put our sense of happiness in external things, you know, when they, you know, when it's great when we're getting the dopamine hit, you know, it's great when we're getting the likes or the validation or the clothes or the money, the prestige, whatever it is that's pressing our dopamine button. But what when it's not there? You know, what if it's not going the way we want it to go? And then what? You know, and then we're just left with ourselves seeking an external endeavor again, you know. But if you can find that your happiness doesn't expect it depend on anything external, and yeah, even what happiness, what we've changed in the word happiness to content, you know, just to be satisfied with your circumstances, just to be just to be comfortable in your own skin, you know, just to feel safe being you, you know, and um and that's what I try and do is try and bring it back to gratitude. I'm so grateful for who we are today. I'm so grateful for the health, my mental health, my physical health, where I live, you know, waking up in a dry bed, waking up, you know, in having food in the fridge, you know, waking up, having peace of mind, that they're able to appreciate a sunset, like, or a sunrise. And, you know, I've had all these things, but it's like before my mental health was really bad, I didn't notice them. You know, I was like, you go to the most beautiful place in the world and you're wearing these uh, glasses that are just so dirty that you can barely see out of them and you can't appreciate the beauty around you. And that's what it's like when we can be in that dark place, you know, that we don't see the beauty around us, that our lenses are so clogged up that we don't see the, the absolute, you know, wonders around us like to appreciate. And I found that when I started to realize the beauty around me and the simple things, you know, that the sea or the, you know, the nature or the birds flying around, the flowers around us, the trees around us, that all these things are like winning the lotto. You know, if you change your currency to the simple things out there, you'll never go broke. You know, if you can change your currency out there, how can we be a service to someone else? You'll never feel insecure. You'll never feel that sense of low worth, you know? Because when I'm getting me out of the way, I, that, that suffering tends to stop, you know, that inner, that inner mind just wanting seek and seek and seek, and, you know. But that's a, it's a daily practice and it's easy to fall back into that, uh, the way our patterns of our mind are, because that's how we're designed, you know, that's how our ego is built, you know, to seek, to want more. The ego doesn't understand one, sorry, the ego doesn't understand have, it only understands one. So we want the one, the one, the one. But if we can change that one word in our lives from one to have and say, I have, we have, we have, we have, and realize all the great stuff that we have. And just to keep it simple, that's, um, you know, that life is good and life is gorgeous and keep it simple and find your own little mantra and find what puts you into that flow state um, today. So, I hope everyone has a lovely, 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 lovely day. That was my word uh, today um, about self-worth and uh, realising that self-worth, you have it. You are worthy exactly as you are. Your default is worthy. Your default is valuable. See your value, you know, and 
I heard it someone say recently, you know, butterfly will never notice its own wings. You know, everyone else will be, see the beauty in it. And that can be a lot of time with us. You know, we're the last people to see our worth and our beauty, but our friends, our family, everyone around us can see us thriving. And we're the last to realise it. You know, so realise that. Realise the beauty in yourself. Um, so, yeah, everyone have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the old sun. And uh, I'll catch you on the next wave. Slant.